0: Hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be and You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here. Join with me again with my dad, uh, Brother Kevin D'Angelo, and um, he's he's in town from New Jersey, dropping off my mom. And uh, you know we got little man. He's uh, Dominic is upstairs um, sleeping right now. So we had a little bit of time to record a um, uh, a Bible study, uh, something my dad wanted to bring out. And uh, so since Dominic is sleeping, my wife, my mom, and my daughter are in DC down in the swamp. Yes. Down in the swamp. They went to go, uh, visit the capital and, uh, to check that out today. And, uh, so they arrived safely. I got the text message. Um, and so they're, they're just, I guess, touristing, uh, going through as tourists, you know, just getting a a walkthrough of the capital today, which is pretty neat, um, for them. And so while they Mm -hmm. spend some time together, we're spending some time together, um, you know, just, Hanging out, just the boys.
1: Just the boys. Just
0: the D'Angelo men yeah, and today.
1: Don't 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 worry. We'll we'll wash them down when they come out of the swamp.
0: Yeah, we'll have to make sure that they're de swampified <laughs> when they get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> You mean this isn't completely drained yet? No, no, no not completely no. drained. Another yet.
1: four years, maybe. Uh, well, well, some of it might.
0: Well, this is not a political show, so we'll <laughs> we'll move on. So, uh, uh, anyways, but it's it's good to have you here. And um, good he's to be here. He's feeling a little bit of uh, back pain. Um, he's been dealing with that. I mean, you're a super for a um, a building that has over two hundred uh, apartments in it. Yep. In, up in New Jersey, so he's uh, still working hard at uh, <laughs> sixty years old. Yeah, very young looking sixty. I would have to say, though, no doubt, barely any grit. Well, I see the grays coming through the mustache yeah. now.
1: Yeah, it, it, it well, the grays always been there in the mustache. But you mm-hmm. know, one of my one of my top goals of my in my uh, on my bucket list is to make sure I leave the best looking corpse possible when I leave here. Well,
0: amen. I'm hoping to do <laughs> the same, but I I'm hoping to be caught up out here. I don't I don't want to be.
1: Hey, a, amen. That would be a lot better. That would be a whole lot better.
0: Yeah. You go in your sleep or something like that, or go quickly. You know that's what we would all think. But as Bible believing Christians, I'm I'm looking for the blessed hope, the Amen. appearing. Amen. Man, that would be great. I'm
1: looking for the upper taker, not the undertaker. undertaker yes, yeah. as.
0: Oh, we're getting very Baptist on me right now. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> sorry. And, no, that's all right. Okay, so he wanted to bring out a few things. We're having a good time, and um, you know, we got a little bit of time while Dominic's taking a nap. So, um, and he just came to me this morning and said, "Hey, you know, you want to do a you want to do a recording of a video?" And I said sure let's do it and um, it's always good to have somebody here inside of the uh the confines the friendly confines of the studio to let this mind be in you studios That's very right. nice the ambiance the brick steel and mortar <laughs> yeah the <laughs> fake the fake wood <laughs> and uh but anyways we have a good time always on these podcasts the last time we had you on uh we I was actually at your house and we did that remote yes we did that remote in uh where were we Romans chapter five
1: uh we were in somewhere in Romans
0: yeah. But uh, go back and check that out if you'd like to. Uh, so you're watching. You know, this is a produced video, which is a little bit different from the norm. You're usually doing a live stream, uh, but this this has actually enabled us to actually go back because um, this is our take two of because uh, we started it up and uh, me the the both the show host, the host, the producer, the sound engineer, and everything like that forgot to turn on the recorder. It's on now, though, so we're, we're recording for the podcast purposes. And just, just as a reminder, if this is the first time you're watching one of these produced videos, uh, we do uh, stream or upload all these audio formatted to Podbean, Podcast.com, iHeartRadio Podcast, Apple Podcast, and there are probably other ones that it gets sent to as well. But if you look up Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast, you can check out the audio version of all of these. And it's a, good, it's a good option if you're on the road uh, you're traveling down the road. You obviously are not going to be able to watch these videos, but you'll be able to listen to some of the studies. Yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a study. We went through the book of Hebrews. Um, I went through the book of Colossians and we're just about done with the book of Romans, Yep. which when I say just about done, you could always go back through all these. It's inexhaustible. You That's know, right. y- you're never going to find the bottom of that. Well, no way. Um, uh, but, uh, You know, just skimming the surface, I would say, at best. And uh, go check those out. We also have other Bible studies on there. Now, some of the uh, earlier podcasts, uh, the audio, the the sound quality, the production value, I guess you would say, was a little bit less than what you're seeing now. But we were learning. You know, I was learning, you know, just trying to figure things out and get a little bit different uh, equipment. But uh, now that we're, I think we're just about up and ready to go and getting it all figured out, and now we're about ready to move. Yeah, a little yeah. over a month. It's hard to believe that we've been here for almost three years.
1: I know, and within four and a half hours of us.
0: That's right. Well, that's going to change. It'll be
1: in nineteen all, hours. Nineteen hours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, that's a plane ride. That's not a. That's not a drive. Be praying for me too, if you're watching this here in the next couple. Well, depends on when you're watching this. Um, I'll be driving down with a couple of the brothers here at the local church. Uh, we're going to drive down my vehicle and start the process of moving. And uh, while we're not looking forward to leaving our our church family here and the, our brothers and sisters in the Lord here, um, we are excited to what God has for us. You know, whatever the will of God is for our lives, you know, we're, we're surrendering to that. That's what we're praying for. Amen. As we've Amen. been studying as a local church, uh, this is really neat what you're going to be talking about. We've been talking about surrendering to the will of God, and that's what prayer is. Jesus gave us that example when he surrendered his will to the father's, not my will, but thine uh, in the garden and his spirit. You know, we talked about that before the Godhead, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, Jesus Christ, his spirit, his soul, as he was praying there in the garden. But his spirit is the same spirit we have, because just as he prayed, Abba, Father, we have the spirit, his spirit in us. Now, Romans eight says, wherein we cry Abba, Father, and that's an amazing thing. We are joint heirs with God. Um, that's incredible. But yeah. in order to know the will of God for our lives, I think what we're going to be talking about today is where do we find that? Yeah, and yep. um, we're going to talk about the passages of Scripture. And um, so you bring that out. And so go. Why don't you go ahead and quickly introduce the, uh, what your what your thoughts are today, uh, f- straight from the Word of God. And as we go through that talking about the will of God finding God's will
1: yeah all right uh, well most people have that question most uh, Christians uh, trying to decipher the will of God in their lives are uh, uh, oftentimes make the wrong make the mistake of thinking about their feelings their emotions they they're praying probably very uh, you know sincerely to God about something but then they rely mostly on their feelings in order to ascertain. Uh, whether they're uh, following the will of God or not. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I just feel like it's, you know, God's will for me to do X, Y, and Z. Sure. So therefore I'm going to do it. I, you know, God's not convicting me about it, so therefore I must, it must be right. Mm. And uh, that's where we probably end up with most of the problems in our lives and the bad decisions we make in our lives. Uh, but so today I just want to look at a couple of, uh, principles, obviously not an exhaustible, a not exhausted list here. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five things, mm-hmm. uh, of a 10 point message that I preached before okay. on this subject. So I just picked, I just took the most salient ones and we could talk about them, but there are many, many more. Sure. And my word of encouragement to you folks is, uh, don't depend on your emotions and your feelings to decipher the will of God. It's got to be the the Word of God right. that tells you what the will of God
0: is. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point too because we think about what the Bible says about going about the heart. You know, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Yeah, you know? it's like yeah, yeah if you're if you're going based upon emotions and your own mind, your own spirit, the little s spirit. Yes, Um and. How do we know? Is this is this the right thing? It seems like it's right in my mind. But then when you compare it to the pages of scriptures, then you find out that it's contrary to God's word. Guess what? It's Your not, spirit needs to be overruled by the spirit. Right. So. so it's
1: not the God's will. If it's against God's word, it isn't God's will. Mm-hmm. And so just a, a couple of simple principles here. Okay. And uh, let's just jump right into it. Where are we uh, going first? Uh, first of all, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians. Okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And uh, I call these the ease, in parentheses, the ease of uh, separation. It, it's also, again, it deals with the will of God. Now, most of these verses of Scripture are going to be in First Corinthians. Now, we know that uh, the Corinthian church, at least uh, Paul writing to them in First Corinthians, was a very carnal church. Now, you talk about a church that was following their emotions. Right. And their feelings yeah. and their ideas. And that's how they got into the troubles that they got into. So I think Paul gives them throughout this book great nuggets of principle that that can be applied to any area of our life. And again, how many how many how many principles of scripture have to be violated before you realize it's not the will of God? It's,
0: one I'm it only hold, takes uh, one those not watching i'm holding up a uh, one finger yeah it only takes one it only
1: takes one yeah. so if you if something you're thinking about doing or uh, doing in your life and it violates one principle of scripture well you better stop right then and there mm-hmm. because if it's against the word of god it's against the will of god right no matter whether you could justify it with other verses of scripture if it violates one of them don't do it yeah. Just stop right there. Yeah. So let, let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and uh, notice what Paul said here in a couple of verses in this uh, great book here. Chapter 6 and verse number 12. Paul says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All right. Let's stop there for a moment. That's the first E right there. The E of expedience, is it necessary? That's what the word means, that basically means to be, is it necessary to do? Okay. Amen. Uh, we're not talking about breathing, and we're not talking about eating. Even though uh, eating, there are principles in Scripture that deal with eating, hmm. you know, gluttony and all the other right. kinds of and stuff.
0: Right, and then I, I, this is not what I just talked about in Romans uh, 14 and That's 15. Right. It's not the liberty of the eating of meats and so forth and exactly so on. It's, right. it's, it's, it's you know over indulging the flesh you know the uh, the gluttony
1: that's right and okay. right. all these it will tie into one another all right so when you look at that it says all things are lawful unto me you know we're we can always say that we're you know oh well it's not illegal to do this it's not I don't think it's immoral to do this well again you're using your own standards and God's standards has got to be the thing that determines whether it's moral or expedient to do okay okay so when he says here all things are lawful unto me but all things are not expedient all things are not expedient is it necessary in chapter nine of that same book and verse well let's uh
0: before you go over there let's finish out the rest of that verse because it's interesting when it says all things are lawful for me but i will not be brought under the power of any
1: yeah that's the next point
0: oh i'm sorry (laughs) i'm jumping ahead of you yes well the, the, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't take uh I, I didn't go to Bible college so yes, I, I don't right. know where the
1: uh <laughs> where the brakes are yeah
0: I just try to follow what the the word's saying here yeah yes,
1: so, yes. Um... it'll all tie in okay. all of these will tie into everyone else because God's will works like a hand in a glove man it's mm-hmm. they're all gonna none of them are gonna uh contradict the other points okay. and so they go hand in hand. And so going back over to chapter 9 in verse number 24 know ye that they they that run the race run all but one that receive but one receiveth the prize so run that ye may obtain that every man may strive it for the mastery which is temperate in all things which is temperate in all things temperate uh, means he is controlled temperate It's the, the illustration there, Paul is using the, the Olympic athlete. Hmm. If he's going to compete at the highest level of, uh, of competition, he's got to control his body. He's got to control the things that he does. There's no doubt about it. He's not going to go out and eat a bunch of Twinkies and pizza every night and mm. all the other kinds of stuff. Yeah, he's true. temperate. He's, he's what he's taking in, how many calories, how many calories are being burned, sure. how much protein, and so on and so forth, so that he can get the optimal uh, ability out of his body. Okay, so he's got to be temperate, even though he wants the Twinkie. He's his temperance says I can't eat it. Right. Uh, After the race is over with, after we're celebrating, when we're celebrating a victory or whatever, okay, I'll go ahead and celebrate by eating a Twinkie. Hmm. But up until the time of competition, everything is controlled. And especially in this day and age, man, they got vitamins and supplements and all the other kinds of things that are controlled. Hmm. How much sleep a guy gets, uh, how much workout in the in the gym, and so on. And so on. he's got to be temperate in all things. And so going back to verse number twelve, all things are lawful for me. It's lawful to eat a Twinkie, but right now it's not necessary. It's yeah. it, it's not a nece- necessary thing to do. And that's what we have to ask ourselves: Is it necessary? Hmm. Uh, we might we might use this as an illustration. Uh, boy, I'd like to have a new car. But the question is: Is it necessary for me to have a new car now? Mm. The getting God doesn't want you to be walking everywhere. We we've got vehicles, we got transportation, and everything else like that. But the point is: Is it necessary for me to get it now? Right. And that and that's the society that we're in today. It's get it now, pay for it later. Sure. And so we're we are in massive amount of debt because we're we're not. Uh, it's not. Ex- expedient for us to get those things now
0: right so the the principle is is that um the god's god's word the the biblical principle is it's not necessarily that buying a car is necessarily evil it's lawful for you to do Absolutely. absolutely yeah but it's not what you're saying is it's not necessary or expedient so the first point would be expedient for us to do and uh i think that's really interesting but also where it says not um I think you, you may get to this, but when it talks about brought under the power of any, yes, buying the new car may become an idol in your life, and I, I think of First John and different things. You know, you know, talking about don't be brought under subjection of an idol. You know, yep. don't. Uh, what yep. does that say there? It says. Um, yeah. At the end of First John, I believe it is, and this is why I, that I bring this up is because uh, when we were talking about liberty little children, keep yourselves from idols. You know, we think of, you know, the wooden statue or the little gold nugget or something like that that we're bowing down to. That No, but in the Christian walk, we seem to be brought under the subjection of a lot of stuff that right. takes the place of, right. of God's <laughs> word in our life, and that becomes an idol. And even though it's lawful, you're being brought under the power of it. You're subjecting yourself to it. Right. That's not giving the preeminence to who the preeminence is due to. Amen. That's a good principle.
1: All right. So the first one is the principle of expedience. We we need to ask ourselves a question. It's a simple one to start off with. Sure. All right. Is it necessary for me to have this new house right now? Is it necessary for me to have this new car right now? Is it necessary for me to get into this or get into that at, at this point in time? Okay. The second one is in the same verse, which is the second part of the verse. Which oh. is, I will, uh, you could read this verse of scripture like, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me. He repeats the same, same sentence, same yep. phrase. Then he says, but I will not be brought under the power of any. This is the principle of enslavement. Mm. All right, so that's the E there, the principle of enslavement. Will it bring me into bondage? Okay, oftentimes... Uh, if we don't follow the expedient principle, we get into debt about something.
0: Sure, that's uh, a be- that's probably one of the best examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. So now
1: we're enslaved to it. Mm-hmm. Now people always talk about. Uh, well, like like my niece one time, she she bought her first house and and uh, oh she was all excited and said I got my own house. I said, well, congratulations, but you'll never own it. Oh yeah, I got I'll I'll pay it off in twenty years. I said. You'll never own it. Hmm. She said, what do you mean? I hate to burst her bubble. But she's going to be enslaved to that house Hmm. for the next 20 years or more. Sure. Uh, Amen. And she's going to not be working for herself. She's working for whoever owns the paper on that house, whatever bank owns it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's enslaved to that thing. But I said to her, I said, "Uh, try not paying your taxes after you pay it off. We'll find out who actually owns it.
0: That's right. And... (laughs) So I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but um, I, I think as, as Bible-believing Christians, this is why—there's some brothers uh, that I, I fellowship with, and they talk a lot about um, church building programs and, and getting wrapped around the building, becoming enslaved to that building as a, as a church body, and where it's like, well, we, we need these things. And so the first couple of things you've brought up here, are the, uh, is it necessary— are you going to be brought under the bondage of it? Well, I'm not going to be brought under the bondage of this Well, You know, it's necessary, but now I'm in the bondage of something they're paying off for 20, 30 years. And then it gets into a little bit more, they have to kind of twist the scriptures a little bit when it comes to the giving and, you know, like, and we'll, 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 we'll go ahead and uh, yeah. compromise on this a little bit so yep. we can, so we can keep having this money come in, in order for us to keep this building up. Cause we don't want to lose it. You know, and again, that's that's a little bit of a tangent. We'll talk about it some other time. Right. But I think that's a good principle in that, not just, you know, in a day-to-day Christian's life, but when we come together corporately as the local body, we need to be, hey, let's look for God's will in our lives here. Let's look for God's will. And I think it's a great scripture to use when it's like, well, is it necessary? Okay, the first part of the verse, yeah, you know, we're really bursting at the seams. But then the question would come up, well, can we split? Purposely, just like they did before, established churches within a city. Well, maybe that's the necessity right, to get out from underneath the, you know, well, we're renting this place, but we're bursting at the seams. Should we build? Well, brethren out there, if you're part of a local body, let's ask ourselves a biblical question. Maybe it's necessary that you split yeah. instead of... You know, establishing the kingdom and different things like that. I, it's, some things are going through my mind right now just talking to, uh, you know who I'm talking about right now yeah. um, uh, in some of our, our phone conversations. Um, and that's that's a very interesting principle that seems to be ignored in the Christian life and then as the corporate Christian body. The local body in decision making process.
1: Of course, finding God's will. Will it be brought under? I will not be brought under the power of any. Now it hmm. can be anything. Yeah. I mean, a, a guy can can uh, can uh, buy a nice boat. You know, spend one hundred fifty thousand dollars on a nice boat. Mm-hmm. Hey, more power to him. The only problem is now he's got to get another job, part time job, to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, boats are like RVs, you know they're, they're parked in people's driveways and they're not being used. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is down the end of your street over here. There's a, there's a, there's a little trailer uh, thing there. And uh, I've seen it sit in that spot all three years that you've been here. I've Never yeah. seen it move.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's uh anecdotal uh, type evidence, but it's a very good principle. And I think, and and again, with, uh, you know, the purpose of this ministry here is to convict ourselves. <laughs> you know, as we open up God's word, I'm, I'm under conviction right now of some different things in my life. It's like, wow, is it necessary? Am I under the bondage of that? And uh, these are two good principles you've brought out so far. And I mean, we're only, well, oh, I don't know, probably about 20 some minutes in, um and so i and quickly to get to the rest of the principles and we can talk about this again we'll have you back uh, maybe remotely yeah you might have to be but yeah,
1: we'll figure that one out
0: yeah but um these are just two good principles in in the past 20 minutes so i don't want to get bogged down too much in the and uh, in, in this i'd like to get to the last you got four more that you uh, have? i
1: got the one two three more
0: three more three more so let's uh let's let, you know I, again if you have any comments or questions, uh, go ahead and leave them in the. Um, if you're on YouTube, um, I'll also upload this to the uh, Facebook page, um, and obviously in the uh, in the podcast and different things like that. And if you have any other questions, you can also reach me at ltmby at yahoo and um, I'll make sure I relay those on to Dad as well. Uh, but these are two good ones, and so very quickly moving on to uh, principle number three. Unless you had a, a last little bit on that? No,
1: no. That's, okay. No, we can close it. Uh, we're trying to be uh, uh, judicious here with your time. Uh, let's look at chapter 10, verse 23 of 1 Corinthians.
0: Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 10.
1: Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13. Okay. Is that, no, I'm sorry, ten twenty-three. Okay. These are not my glasses. <laughs> that's all right. He, he he states this same phrase again. All things are lawful for me. He states it again. Mm-hmm. All right? You know, if he, a guy states it one time, that's one thing. He states it twice. You better listen. Three times? Yeah. Uh, it, it's necessary for you to listen. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. He mentions it again. They're, are they necessary? They're, some things are not necessary. All things are lawful for me? But all things edify not. So this is the principle of edification. Hmm. Does it edify? Okay. Does it edify me or does it edify others?
0: Right. And we just got done talking about this in Romans 15. So this is a good tie in um, talking about, in fact, I'll just turn over there real quick. And while you're, I know you got more notes on this, but that's all right. uh, just popped in my mind here Um Verse number two of Romans chapter fifteen, let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Romans fifteen two. And that's and that's really what it's about. Inside the local body, if you're thinking, hey, I'm looking for the edification others can give to me, we're already in the wrong spot. That's right. Yeah, and it's about the edification of others. And even in our day to day life, because it doesn't seem to be here, it says, Let every one of us please his neighbor. Now, it doesn't say his brethren, it says his neighbor. So, even the principle within the church body, but even outside, as Christians in our day to day walk, we should be looking to edify those around us. Now, if they're not saved, obviously that edification, you know, for their good, you know, is it for their good is to give them the gospel. Right. You know, that's the only thing of good that you can even, that's the good news, that's the gospel that you can even give them. So, Please, you shouldn't be pleasing your own self. And that's convicting again, where it's like, man, I, I'm kind of scared to say something right now. Well, we shouldn't be thinking about us. We should be thinking about them right, for their edification. Right. So I just wanted to bring that up because when you said edification, I just was in Romans 15. So it like went right back there.
1: Amen. Well, uh, also in that same book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Okay. And the Bible says there, verse number three, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification. So there you go. We're to be teaching, not necessarily to edify ourselves, but to edify others. And I mean, this principle of edification and uh, uh, looking out for the needs of others rather than ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, the old acronym of Joy, Jesus, others, and other then you, you. Yeah. Uh, certainly comes in here. And we are to edify whatever we're going to do. If, if what we're thinking about doing is not going to build us up in the Lord, and it's not going to build someone else up in the Lord, mm-hmm. should we not be questioning it? Sure. All right? And since all things are supposed to be done decently and in order, and all things are to be done to the honor and glory of God... Mm-hmm. So the, add on to that edification. If someone's if you're not being edified, built up in the in the knowledge of the Lord or your strength in the Lord, mm. uh, and someone else isn't, then maybe you ought not to be doing what you're doing. Sure. All right. or just be uh, you know, as the scripture talks about walking circumspectly, mm. you know that we we need to think about whether we should be doing this or not. If it's not it's, if it's not the edification, then how in the world is going to is God going to be glorified? Hmm. All right, so that's just a simple principle: edification. Is it going to edify? Coming from the word edifice or building.
0: That's it. I just I just looked up uh, edification and edificant is uh, the the root of that is building exactly uh, what you just said. And then um, just some others from the Webster's eighteen twenty eight dictionary: edification, a building up. In a moral, religious sense, instruction, improvement, and progress of the mind in knowledge, in morals, or in faith, or holiness, I th- and in holiness, I think it's really interesting there too when it talks about uh, prog- improvement and progress of the mind. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ, right? And so, if is it edifying us in? strengthening or increasing that knowledge of Christ in those decisions. I think that's really great with, you know, let this mind be in you. Right. This the the principle of having the mind of Christ, letting the spirit lead, being subject to his will, right? Surrendering his will. That's the principle of pray without ceasing. It's constantly surrendering to his will. That's, you know, I, I just mentioned this in one of my last broadcasts, but, you know, I always struggled with that as a kid. It was like, you know, how are you supposed to close your eyes, bow your head and Uh, pray without ceasing. It don't make any sense. But now as we've studied through as our local body, what prayer actually is, it's that constant surrender to, to God and to his will in our life. Yeah. Wow. That's made a huge difference in understanding of what actual prayer is. You know, you know, the, the book, you know, what, you know, prayer is asking, you know, John R. Rice and all these other kind of stuff. And if you pray really hard, you know, this is how to get God's ear in this matter. No, we're not bending his ear for our will. We should be bending ourselves to his will. Right. And so that's proper perspective, biblical perspective of what prayer is. And I think that's really good when it talks about edification. So the third point here of edification, the strengthening, the building up. um, Of yourself or others. of, Of ourselves or others in The principle of is this God's will for my life? Biblical principles, as we've been talking about right. here. Man, that's fantastic, right? Uh, so what else you got on All that right.
1: the uh, next one is the principle of uh exhortation, which is mentioned slightly right there in chapter 14, verse 3, where it talks about uh, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Exhortation that's exhort, that's exhorting, uh believers to keep walking in the in the right direction, exhortation.
0: Right. It's kind of like a, I kind of give it like the principle of almost like a traffic cop. You're trying to direct the path, so to speak, and the only way we can direct people's path is through the word of God. Amen. And he'll direct your path. Um, pause, pause real quick with what you're talking about with exhortation. Here's something really interesting when I was going through – I think it's Romans 14. I'm going to turn over there real quick just to make sure – When it talks about, no, it's Romans 13, where it talks about the gifts. You know, people always talking about the gifts of the church, you know, and of the Christian. You know, the Holy Spirit gives you the gift of this, and there's a gift of teaching, and so forth and so on. Well, verse number six of Romans 13, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, that's a gift, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teaches, on teaching. This is really great. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, and that's really interesting. I never thought about exhortation being somebody a gift. Now some are more gifted at that as others. You know what I'm saying? The um, we have different, as it says here in in the body, in the local body. There's some out there that are really good at the exhortation. So as you bring out this fourth point of exhortation, I'm just given a reminder of people that this is another working of the Holy Spirit as a gift in our and in, in our. Ability, a gift of an ability to even do this. Again, going back to the principle of is it God's will? Is it this actually the spirit of God working? Uh, Some people think they have the gift of exhortation, but they're actually trying to exhort people in what they would have them to do. You know, the manipulator ones, the ones that are trying to direct you the way they want to direct you within a local body. Oh yeah, and,
1: I mean those people are uh, there's a lot of them in Scripture. Mm. Uh, Paul talks about them. You know they 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 wanted uh, certain pe- certain people wanted the church to do X Y so they would get the glory out
0: of it. That's right. And John talks about a diatrophies. a diatriphes, you know, yeah, seeketh a preeminence, yeah, seeking their place above um, who actually deserves the preeminence. Well, let me
1: let's look at a couple of verses. Sure, uh, go ahead. Uh, let's go to Titus chapter one verse nine. The book of Titus, right after first and second Timothy, you got the uh, book of Titus a couple of verses there in th- in that book. of course Titus was was the uh, the minister that Paul left in the island of Crete mm-hmm and he was to exhort, he was to teach, and to put elders in in all the churches they were starting on that island of Crete. In chapter 1, verse 9, Paul says, holding fast the faithful word, as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince The gainsayer.
0: So, again, what's the sound doctrine that he was given? He was given the word of God. Given the word of God. Yeah. So
1: it's exhortation. Chapter 2, verses 6 through 9 of that same book. He says here, young men uh, likewise exhort to be sober-minded. Well, young men are flighty.
0: Well, I can I can agree with you know,
1: that. They're they're impetuous. They 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 have grandiose ideas with these brains. You know what I'm saying? They got bulldog ideas. With I got Pekingese you. Brains. Okay, right. Spiritually, spiritually wise, they got they're they're Pekingese, and They they got bulldog ideas.
0: Sure, there's there's a natural. And that's why they could compare us, and maybe not even in age, but in our age in Christ, you know. So babes in Christ sometimes have that natural, as babes do, want to have these grandiose ideas and want to go forth. And there's those placed within the church. I think this is where you're going. Yeah. That have this gift of exhortation to be like, "Hey, I appreciate your zeal. Um, what you're trying to do right now, though, is." violating God's word because they may not know it yet they, oh. they're not they're not established rooted and grounded in, in the absolutely. word of truth yet so absolutely I get what you're saying there that's that's good
1: all right so I read verse 6 mm-hmm. uh, in all things showing thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine there it is. showing uncorruptness gravity sincerity sound speech that cannot be condemned that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of uh, of you exhort servants. To be obedient unto their own masters and to please them well in all things not answering again and then uh basically these are teaching uh exhorting unto holiness that's basically what he's talking about hmm. being like god exhorting to be like christ
0: right having the mind of christ hey are you having the mind of christ in you are you going to god's word uh, for every principle in your life. You know, we've been talking about that a lot as a local church body, that every answer for life's problems within a life of a Christian, every answer, we've been given the guidebook, the perfect word of God, Right, we've been given it. There's no answer. Like if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit in you, but we're not hearing an audible voice. Where do we go to hear the, the word of God, the voice of of, of God? It's right here. And His perfect word. And uh, that's why people think, you know, well, how, how do I really approach this problem? You know, the Bible doesn't really talk about that, you know, because we live in a modern age, you know. They don't talk about these different things. But, yeah, actually there is. Go to God's word and seek His face, seek His will yep. in the pages of scriptures. And that's what, exactly what you're talking about right that's here.
1: That's right. And the last one on that exhortation in Hebrews 3.13 where it says, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So mm. we need exhortation. Oh, yes. So we need to ask ourselves, this is the principle, of course, of encouragement.
0: Uh, that's the next one.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it is. It, the principle of ed, uh, edification, or uh, ed, ed, I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, expedience, enslavement, edification, and then the fourth one is exhortation. Mm-hmm. And that just simply means to encourage the holiness. Okay, and then the last one, the last E that we want to look at here very quickly is the example or the principle of example. Hmm. Example. Bible uses two words in this, by the way. In sample. In sample and example.
0: And now you want to go ahead and uh, give us like just a basic difference between the two or is it, is it saying the same thing, but in a, in a different form?
1: No, it, there, there is, well, let, let me show you the example here. First okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, first Corinthians 10. One of the words example means what you can see now. And the other word means what has been shown in the past. Like, for instance, Abraham was an example because he's okay. in the past. They can't see Abraham.
0: Okay, so it's like more of a written history or the account of that. Or there, past, it's it's, past it's, tense. So it's a past tense a, a form of the, uh, I guess it would be a noun, but it's a past noun, past yes. tense.
1: So let's look at chapter 10, verse number 6 of 1 Corinthians. Now, these things were, of course, that's past tense. mm mm-hmm. Our example to the intent that we should lust, not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Okay? So this is obviously, this word example is talking about something that happened before.
0: Okay, so example would be the past.
1: It would probably be the past.
0: Okay, I All can right? see that. There's
1: a couple of references where the word example and the sample are interchangeable.
0: Sure, and I mean, because the word of God is, past, present, and future, and, and future. It, 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 you just have to see in the context of what it, when it's used. Yeah, but
1: most of the time, the word example is used in a past tense.
0: Okay. okay. Something
1: in the past. Sodom and Gomorrah, the flood, mm-hmm. examples, of the, and so on and so forth. Let's look at another one here. First uh, Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 12. First Timothy 4, 12 hard for me to keep my mouth in the mic. and <laughs> That's all right. You can
0: you can always move it if you need to. 1 right. Timothy 4 and First, verse number 12.
1: And verse number 12. Notice it says here, uh, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So here, he's in the present tense, he's using the word example. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. It's an, it's... Uh, something that he wants Timothy to show these people
0: well I would I would kind of push back on that a little bit as far as well it, you're right it is in the present tense that he's being that but look what it says there it says that example of the believers in what in word speaking of his conversation I, I, i'm I'm assuming in conversation like so not only what he says but his lifestyle and how he lives it out
1: the manner of life yeah
0: but he's going back to the word. In order to figure out how to do that, mm-hmm. so if I can't, I can't be an example, so to speak, in the present tense or the past tense or, or whatever. I, I get what you are saying there; that it is present tense there. But it, you understand what I am saying—that he's going back to the word, and all the you know all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, instruction, right. and righteousness. So that's what Timothy is exhorted to, even by Paul, when he says, "You know, sound doctrine." You know, right. the, the word, uh, what does it say? I think it's earlier where it says, uh, uh I think it's second Timothy, you know, when he says, put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Well, you know, how do we stir up the gift of God? It's through the whole, the Holy Spirit stirred up through his word, um, bringing it to our remembrance. And so. I, I do get that, and it's definitely that's. I guess you would say that's the example of the present tense also being the past tense of, yes. the, of the of the word.
1: The next thing, the next one is in Philippians three seventeen, where the apostle Paul says, "Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an not example in sample. Obviously, obviously, Paul is not. Standing there with them at at that present time, mm-hmm. so as an as an example, and uh, so what? This is uh, again the principle is example uh, is or example, either in the past, present, or future. Mm-hmm. That we got to ask ourselves if if we're gone, mm-hmm. what are these people going to be able to remember about us, about our walk, about our talk, about the way we? Interacted with people, right? And the
0: the Bible says the ends of our conversations, the end of our meaning that at the end of your life, did your walk match up what your talk was? Uh, You know, because people, we see them all the time that have that. You know, they're good in their word, but how about their deed? And that's a convicting thing, too. It's like, okay, we're preaching this, but are we living it out on a day-to-day yeah. basis? Well,
1: and, and that's important because, look, man, if you've ever been to a funeral of, uh, of somebody who's died mm-hmm. and some minister is up there talking about the person who died, he may know him, he may not have known him from Adam's house, count, don't matter. Right. But he's up there with the glowing things. And I've actually been in funerals where I thought I was at the wrong funeral. Because what the guy was saying up there was not, didn't match the guy that I knew.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: what are we going to leave behind? So, this is again the principle of, of example. Uh, you know, walk even as I walk, walk as Jesus walked.
0: Right. And, and that's an important distinction there because, you know, before the, uh, I guess you would call them the hyper dispensationalists, get all excited. Oh, well, see, right there, we got to follow Paul, uh, only Paul it's just it's only Paul when you know the Pauline epistles that's all we got to do that's our only example we have to follow Paul see right there see right there who is Paul following yeah he's all he's saying there not only the fact that he's an apostle and he has you know he's been given these privileges but he's saying look I'm following Christ so follow me as I follow Christ that's the example Christ in me the hope of glory same thing that we have the ability to now is people see. No man at any time has seen God, right? John 1. Well, guess what makes it manifest? And guess how he's shown today? Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. That's why I've, I've made that comparison before, that when he um, left, he said, I will come to you, right? In John 14. Those seven days, they were without the Holy Spirit. They're They're scared. They're all in the room. But then when he sent his spirit into the world at the day of Pentecost, that that's when the church was infused. Jesus Christ is coming the flesh. We now not little Christ. I'm not trying to be you know Mormon about this, but we are now the physical representation Jesus Christ in the flesh. Right. That people see the only you know the people talk about the only Christ somebody will ever see. That's true. That's biblical because that's who Jesus Christ is coming the flesh, and that goes into prophecy too. That's why I don't believe. The Bible teaches that we're here during the time of Jacob's trouble because he, him that leadeth is taken out of the way. Who's him that leadeth? It's the church. Right. It's us, it's you know, spirit. and so I think that's really good. The example or the end sample um, of what we should be doing as far as the will of God. Is it leaving a good example, a biblical example?
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be an example that, uh, uh, again, uh, what are you going to put on your tombstone? And people, twenty years after you're dead, when they walk by and they see it, are they going to believe it?
0: Hmm. Uh, That's good. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. I knew who the, I knew that guy twenty years ago, and what it says on his tombstone was exactly what I knew about
0: that guy. And I think me and you have had this conversation before. I, you know, went forward on this ministry, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Where it's like mm-hmm. I'm going to go out into the public and talk about some things of what God has worked in me now, you know, and, and what I am now. And I've talked to you about my past example that right. I was leaving and how that didn't line up with God's word and how I'm, I said, dad, you know, I remember talking to you about, I was like, what do I do? If somebody says, I remember you a few years back though, you were doing X, Y, and Z, didn't you? Di-? And I was, I was scared. I don't want I guess that's the, the, the term to use. I was scared. I was like, and I'm so ashamed to yes, like that. And you gave some perfect advice where you said, yes, that's that's going to give you an example to use at that point of how I was not walking as I should walk. But beyond that, God is patient. He's forgiven me of those things. The fellowship has been restored. And so now as I go forward, what is my conversation going to look like? Right. And um, I think that was an encouragement to me where I was like, you know, because you know full well what my testimony was, you know, five, six years ago, even where, you know, I was in the mix, you know, fighting and I was doing all these different things that and, uh, partying and doing all these kinds of things. And it's like, you know, son, you know, at the time still love me, but you're like, "Mm, you're not being the example. This ain't very good. Yes. (laughs) So besides
1: you got a beautiful face. Why would you want to have it up with somebody punching on it?
0: Well, that's, that's (laughs) another, that's another story for a different day, but (laughs) And then and of itself, you know, it is lawful. It's competition. It was lawful for me to do. But if I would have been using these principles that you're talking about here, yeah, I have to start questioning those things of those past, you know. And like I said, not that, you know, I can't obviously go back and change a lot of these things. But now I can use them as examples in my own life. Absolutely. That past example and say, hey, let me be the example, though, now uh, of what I should be. As I follow what Paul has written through the power of the Holy Spirit for the church and John and Peter and, you know, all scripture is given by inspiration, right? Now, what does my conversation look like? Right. And I think these are five good. Uh, let's, let's just review real quick because um, we're just about coming up on an hour. Uh, so real quick, expedient. The very first E in, you expedient. know, is, is this God's, as we go to the word of God and the word of God alone to find out the will of God in our life, is this expedient? Is it necessary? While it could, it's not necessarily wrong or bad or, you know, is it necessary? Right. What does it do for us? The next one you brought up was enslavement. I thought that was a really good one that we're not to be brought under the bondage of any, you know, that, that idol worship when it comes into that, where you're like, I'm not worshiping idols.
1: Yeah, there you are.
0: Yeah, you kind of. <laughs> um, the third point was really good too. Edification does it strengthen somebody? Does does it um, does it build up their more of their knowledge? As we looked up in the dictionary, yeah. there does it does it build up more of their knowledge of the word of truth?
1: And you too. I mean, you've yeah. got to be edified.
0: Absolutely, and oh, I yeah. think that's and that's and that's an example of, you know, people talk about if I was on a re- remote island, just myself. You still have the spirit of God in you, still can teach you. But that's why I, I encourage people to get around other Christians in a local body, you know. Yeah. Don't compromise on on the the word of God. But the will of God for the Christian is to be around other Christians. It's to gather with other Christians because that's necessary for the edification and the next point, the exhortation. That's right. As we walk in this fallen world we're ambassadors we're in a foreign country right now bro
1: hey, amen
0: and so since we're in a foreign country we need other ambassadors to a, not only edify us to strengthen our knowledge of what the word is from the king but also your next point here exhortation that exhortation is not it goes beyond me telling you things that are good that are true but it come alongside of you and helping you walk Exhort you. that exhorting you yeah. to walk in that now yep and that's important of the local body, and you brought up a lot of good verses on that, and that leads in hand in hand, as you said, with the encouragement part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can encourage you from four and a half hours away, obviously, but isn't it much more of an encouragement that if you are walking, that I am right beside you? It's right. just like being in combat. You know, I am calling somebody on over a radio that's, you know, six hours away. Hey, they can be an encouragement to me, but I'd much rather have their weapon in the fight with me yes, side by side absolutely. to be like, hey, I'm getting shot at here. I I need more than just your encouraging words. I need your encouragement to be directed towards yeah, the enemy.
1: That, hey, I'm praying for you, brother.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it, and we need that. Thanks for praying for me. But it's, it's much more, and uh, that's why the importance of the local body. And uh, I should have Brother Aaron on here sometime soon, uh, hopefully, where we talk about uh, – the local body, the importance of the local church. Yeah, amen. And that's going to be one of my points. I don't want to give that away. Spoiler. But uh, yeah.
1: and the last point, example. Yeah. Be an example. I wanted to finish up that with second, second, <laughs> sure. second, second uh, Thessalonians three nine, where it says, "But because we have not power, but to make ourselves an ins- and sample unto you to follow us."
0: Yeah, and again. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul said. That's it. You know,
1: and, and look, what guy had a worse testimony before he got saved or sure. got right with God? Sure. Than Paul.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean,
1: uh, he, he, the guy, he brings it up almost.
0: Oh, wretched uh, every, man that I am.
1: Every place that he went, mm-hmm. he talked about who he was before. So you talk about as a Christian and you walk away from God and you get out of fellowship with God and that, and that's an embarrassing thing. Sure. But, but he, look what he did. He was a believer Mm -hmm. in the Jehovah God, probably knew the scriptures backwards and forwards. And And that's a
0: great point because in the world's eyes, in the world's eyes, Paul was the most religious person you'll ever see. He was of the Sanhedrin, you know, brought up in the, under the tutelage of Gamaliel, you know, and. The Jews, he says that too. He's like of the tribe of Benjamin. You know, yeah. I was not the Jew of the Jews. You know,
1: he had an impressive resume.
0: Absolutely, but, but without was, Christ, without <laughs> and that's you. that's an encouragement thing too. And that's a an that's me telling you, and my dad telling you as well, through the Word of God. Religion is that, and fifty cents used to be able to buy you a Coke.
1: Yeah. That, that's $5 it. Five dollars to get you a cup of coffee, yeah. at Starbucks.
0: Right. I mean, it's it is it's it's vanity. It, it is it's, it's yeah. empty the personal relationship with Jesus Christ though, the renewing of your mind, the, um, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the salvation, the new creature they, that's the important part yeah. because one day we will all stand before God. there's two there's two different judgment seats okay Well there's a third but we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. There's two judgment seats though. The Christian is going to stand before God and get rewards essentially. Wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver, precious stones. But the only reason why they're standing there is because when God looks at them, he looks at them through the blood of his son. Amen. Clothed in his righteousness. Amen. The other seat, the judgment seat, you stand before God, you're in your own righteousness. And the Bible says all your righteousness is as filthy rags. It's not going to cut it. Mm -hmm. And so plus nothing, minus nothing, his righteousness. Put your faith and trust in his righteousness, what he did for you. God in flesh died for your sins. The perfect sacrifice, the lamb was slain for your sins. Or you're trying to get there on your own righteousness. Right. And so, yeah, the uh, we're we're looking at the monitor here to see if my son's uh crying, but it would be lit up if it was. But uh <laughs> but that's the point. And so as we stand before there and the example and everything like that. So we're wrapping it up just right at an hour. Uh we did really well. And um thank you for man, this is good. Five different things. And you said there's like five other E's or something like I that. Got five others. Well, you know, that's that uh that's that Bible school training, you know, the uh yeah the
1: it's alliterated. The
0: e. Yes, it's alliterated. <laughs> I didn't know the right word to use. <laughs> I didn't go to Bible college. Uh, that's okay. Uh, but uh, and I think that that's not the important thing. Hey, you know,
1: man, even, even advertisers use alliterations.
0: Yeah, it is true. It is true. And we're, I just give you a hard time about that uh, sometimes, you know. But it's, you know, I think that that is part of your life, that you have a little bit more, I guess you would say, some training. and But at the same time, your training is of vanity, too, unless you go back to the Word of God. And you brought it out. Those wow. E's are found in the word of God, yeah, exhortation, yeah,
1: enslavement,
0: yeah. so forth and so on. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, a degree is, my de- my two degrees are worth, I, I learned mostly what I learned sitting in the pew, listening to a faithful man, preach the word of God. That's
0: right. And then that's that exhortation, that's the edification that you we're talking about, that's the right. local body. And Reprove, what it's about.
1: Re- rebuke, exhort. Those that's three it. things in that. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. Reprove, rebuke, exhort.
0: And that's it, man. And so yeah. thank you for um thank you for watching this video. If you've made it through this entire hour, <laughs> I hope you have. Um watch the you know, hear the entire matter. Let's yeah. put it that way. That's right. That's right. And so uh thanks thank you for watching this entire video and um, talking about finding God's will for your life. How do we do that? Amen. Here's here's the here's the guidebook. Here's the here's the thing that you have to go to. You want to know, right here. And uh, so thank you uh, to my dad, Brother D'Angelo, Brother Kevin D'Angelo, for coming on here. And uh, I don't know how long this is going to take to upload, but you'll probably be back home in New Jersey before it gets done. So okay. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we love you in the Lord. Um, if you're not saved, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, get saved. If you are saved today, today. if you are saved, if you're a child of the King, if you're an ambassador, um, let this be an edification to you. Let this be an exhortation to you uh, to go to God's word and God's word alone, not the word of man. Look up these verses that uh, he brought up today and study to show thyself approved. Okay.
1: Amen.
0: All right. We love you in the Lord, and uh, God bless you. And we'll see you again on another channel time, uh, a live stream, or another uh, produced video. Either way, God bless you.